Thank you. Welcome to Schmear's the Deal. Welcome. I'm Nick Feynman here with Jake Seawalk. We're the bagel guys or guys that like bagels, whichever one you decide. We're coming up with a nickname for ourselves yeah, after just, like just, nine months of just this. On the, just on the spot. The bagel guys. Welcome to Schmear's the Deal. Jake, where are we today? We're at Bagel Bob's. We're in Greenwich Village. Little, true. Right near NYU. This is right near NYU, NYU. Right before NYU opens up. But I want to give a big shout out before we even start to the manager, Sam, who uh, invited us here, and to Bill, who's grading papers, who gave us this table. Oh. So we're sitting, uh, when you walk in, there's the classic schmear bar. We're sitting right next to the schmear I'd bar. I'd say this is a slightly larger version of Bagel Hole. Yeah, nicer. Nicer version. A slightly nicer, larger version of Bagel, Bagel Hole. Bagel Hole was where we were a it's couple weeks ago. Just kind of walk in. The counter is directly in front of you. Schmear bar's right there. And there's not a whole lot else to it. So there's we're just to the right, right, ne- right next to... Uh, there are two tables and four counter seats, and that's it. And, and some fridges with beverages. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so on today's episode... We are reviewing. The, we're going to review the bagel. We got two bagels: our classic, and then sun-dried tomato bagel, and then, I guess, a crumb cake, which Jake sort of ordered on a whim. I ordered on a whim. It looked very, very good. No one's ever said crumb cake is bad for you. That's true. Scientifically, <laughs> scientifically proven. Scientifically proven to be good for you. Um, and we're also going to have our classic schmuck and mensch of the week, which should be interesting. We'll have a movie review of a Netflix movie. Jake, you want to give a little more info on that, or you want to wait? It's called The Little Prince. Called The Little Prince. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't know how Jake felt about it. It was good. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about how the world's attacking diseases these days. With Zika, you know, just to just ramp it right <laughs> up to 60 right there. <laughs> and then we'll have a final toast and get out of here. After we review The Little Prince, we'll talk about but, stopping the Zika virus. All right, so let's talk about the most important thing here, the bagel. Our classic schmear, Nick, scallion schmear we've with everything upon. bagel and lox. So... We definitely, we were wondering whether or not we have scallion schmear. We definitely have scallion schmear. That is yeah. no longer a question. I think we've stumbled upon a bit of a hidden gem here, Nick. I agree. It's really good. Very, very, very high really, quality. Really, really good. This would really go towards chewy. the top of my list. This is, if you like a chewier consistency, I didn't get it toasted, per the um, nice men behind the counter who were giving Suggestion. me advice. They said, you know, it's fresh, it's doughy. I think this a, is the right idea. I, I completely agree. This it's, is the right way to eat it, I think. It's really good. It's really good. Really, really doughy. Good. The fish is nice. The schmear is nice. Um, there's really not a whole lot to complain about. It still has the nice kind of harder exterior, just not quite as um, like prohibitive as you'd normally find it. Correct. As like a Tompkins Square, which is much crunchier crunch on the outside, which is what they're going for. But I think right. for... We're talking classic New York bagel. This is up there. Very, very good. Really good. Um, I wonder how mobbed this place gets on So my uh, sister lives NYU. right around the corner. Um, Why was she not invited to be a guest on this? She just finished work last week. So she's gone. She's out of here. She's still here, but she didn't want to wake up this early. Oh. Because she doesn't have work to be at. Interesting. Um, she may come at the very end of the episode. We'll okay. see. Um, but she says it gets very, very crowded here. And I believe that. She gave very glowing reviews, so I came in with the... That's really good. I live pretty close to here now. I think I'm going to be making the trek, trek over here. You know, it's actually... This place has sort of been a... Um, I want to say a, a great white whale for me. I came in here eight months ago when we were first starting this show. Really? Yeah, and they weren't interested. Huh. And, you know, I came in here. I mentioned that... I came in here the other day. I mentioned that, you know, we hit... 
10,000 downloads, which is great. Um, you know, we're listening to all around the world, and they they bit it, so we're biting into the bagel. There you go. So, Jake, uh, too you, much. you came in here, and uh, no such no such thing as too, too much wordplay. You, uh, <laughs> you came here in a car, and I believe that launched something you want to speak about. Well, I came in a... In an Uber with a pretty fascinating man named Junior, who has been in only the only Junior is that his real name? Yeah, that's his Uber name. That's his first name. Then Does he have a last name? Born named Junior. I think it was like Ben Benoit. Wow, you got deep with this guy. So well, it says on his on a license <laughs> plate right in front of your face. Yeah, they like uh, they put it right in front of you. Um, so once one second, take a sip of coffee. Junior was telling me a story about how he was at a wedding mm-hmm. yesterday, and he was telling me a story about how he was the one responsible for setting these two up, and wow. how it was at the wedding they both both the bride and the groom toasted him and said, "This is really Junior's wedding." Wow! And then he told a second story about how his girlfriend from Haiti they broke up when he came to the United States, and he. He, he he held no resentment towards her and still really liked her. When she came to the United States a few years later, he set her up, and now she's been married to one of his best friends for six years, and they have a kid. And he's just this guy that goes around. Set- Did you meet Cupid? I think I might have met Cupid. This guy just goes around setting people up very, very successfully. <laughs> How amazing is it that the modern-day Cupid drives an Uber? <laughs> I'm a really, really big fan of that. How telling is that? That's a really big fan of that. That's like, hilarious. Like being Cupid, he can't just he can't with the minimum wage what it is. He can't pay to be just pay <laughs> the bills. Can't pay to just be Cupid. Cupid. He has to so be an Uber driver on the side. Has to Uber. Yeah, it's tough. But he was just a super nice, super interesting guy. That's amazing. I've I've met some interesting Uber drivers. He was. In the ta- city. We had an interesting conversation, kind of about perspective. Um, where he was talking about how isn't it a little too early in the morning to go this deep? No, it, this so I tried. Jake Seawalk just walks out of bed before and we rec- record our episodes. I usually take an Uber because it's the only way for me to then a get here and not have to wake up at like six thirty, mm-hmm. and b. Well, that's really no. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other reason than that. It's just faster, and I always try and have a conversation because it. Gets me. Li- Otherwise, I gets come here and I'm just in a, I'm in a just a total slog, and so I do try and talk to the Uber driver my way to record these episodes, and um, it was just a really pretty interesting conversation with someone this morning. That's fascinating. We were, we were talking about how when he was young, his aunt used to always cut orange juice with water, and he used to always think, "Ugh, my aunt is so cheap. She wants to turn one bottle of orange juice into two bottles of orange juice." And now that he's older, he turns re- out it was a love potion. Also, Cupid got it passed down. It was that she didn't like that much sugar in her drink, and she liked to cu- she liked the wow. taste of it more when he, when she just wow. cut it with water. And it was just like you said, how it was a total perspective shift for him about how he looked at the exact same action in two very different ways at two at two different points in his life. It was, it was, it was pretty interesting. It was just like a pretty simple thing. It just turned into an interesting conversation. Does he now cut his orange juice with water? He now cuts his orange juice with water also. Very um, interesting. So it was just an interesting conversation. I just want to make a quick comment about the place. Yeah, I don't know if you're feeling it, but they've left the door open, and it's a beautiful morning. It is. I'm getting a wonderful breeze. I think that that is the, the air, air conditioning. conditioning. <laughs> That's the, so depressing. It's the air conditioning. Are you sure the door? I'm open? yeah, 100 percent sure yeah, it's the air conditioning. It's not that windy <laughs> through the door. I'm it's Michael smart, B. Jordan Michael all B. over Jordan. again. 
Maybe we Jordan just standing outside blowing, blowing at us. <laughs> just man, it's tough. Uh, that's a funny thing to imagine. You know, Michael B. Jordan sitting outside. You know, my perspective, the, my perspective doorway. just shifted. My perspective just shifted. Your perspective shifted. I think it's like, should we, should we move on on that note? Yeah, I think that's perfect. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with <laughs> Magic Schmuck of the Week and our Netflix movie review. This is Shmir's The Deal. Your woman wants you to provide for her and a protector. I don't mind providing. I got money. Let me pay for stuff. I don't like protecting like, say me and you go to the movies, right? And a guy come up and smack you right in the face while we at the movies. If you with me, then you just got smacked. That's something that just happened. Like, we can talk about it when we get in the car. Let's, let's figure out why it happened and see what we can do to prevent it from happening again. But as far as me, like, just going and doing something about it, I'm not going to do that. Because if he didn't care about punching you in the face, I know he don't care about my face. That's common sense. Two black eyes don't equal 2020 vision. Somebody got to get us home. That's what I'm good at. I'm a witness. Let me drive. You know? I saw everything. I saw it all, babe. When he punched you, I got behind the vending machine because I didn't want him to know that we were together. That's none of his business. Welcome back to Schmears the Deal. Yes, sir. I remain to be Jake Seawalk. He remains to be Nick Feynman. I do. We're still, still at... You want to talk about this bagel real quick? Well, I was going to... I oh. had a knock-knock joke for you, but you just ruined oh. the punchline. We're still... The punchline was just sun-dried tomato on sesame bagel. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Was it knock-knock who's there? Yeah. <laughs> Sus- <laughs> sesame bagel, sun-dried tomato. How do you um, feel about it? What do you think? This is more... This bagel is more my speed. It's more your speed. I don't dislike it. That's for sure. I wouldn't order it. Right. I just couldn't have another cop out on our show, a.k.a. bacon, egg, and cheese. I'm happy to order other things. It's okay. Although the last one we had was amazing. It was a very good one. So what do I I know about things? Um, I do really like it. I think the sun-dried tomato is nice. I like having the kind of pieces of tomato. I really appreciate that. I mean, I never had sun-dried tomato cream cheese until Bagel Smith in Bedford, and that was great. It was great. It was great there. I will give you that. Uh, You want to do Mention Schmuck of the Week? Let's do it. Here it is, Mention Schmuck of the Week. Let's... Matt, I think a mint is like a superhero. Those were the days when I was just a poor schmuck. They're looking at him like, what a schmuck. Thank you, Donald. I've had a tough week, Thank you, Don. He's had a hard week. Hard week. Although, who gives gives two two poops? So, uh, you want to do mench? I'll do mench. So, my mench is a, fittingly, an, an Olympian. German gymnast Andreas Toba. I don't know if you've heard this story. Please. He tore his ACL during his floor routine. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't finish his pommel horse, the entire German team would have been disqualified for moving on to the next round. So Andreas Toba, on a completely torn ACL, does the pommel horse. Wow. But that you in, don't need your an ACL. Excruciating for that. amount of pain. Do you need that? I mean, you need your ACL for most not, physical I'm not, activity. I'm not trying to belittle belittle him, but you. I mean, you don't. I don't think. I think it's possible to do without. Interesting. Nonetheless, ex- extraordinarily, extraordinarily painful. Yeah, he it seems really tough. Completed the pommel horse successfully, 
now he's able to be replaced with someone else as they move on to the next round. So are you pro-team Germany? I'm confused. No, I'm just pro-Andreas Toba. I think that's a, a pretty cool thing to do. I yeah, that is... Uh, really, really gutting it out for um, some people. That is... Uh, yeah, that's awesome. So he is my mentor Champion. The week. There are a couple you could have gone with. There. Caitlin Ledecky, Michael um, Phelps. They just won. Yeah. That's a mensch move. It's a mensch move. I mean, for America. I'm talking about, this was a mensch move, though, what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took one, literally took So does he have to compete in the next round, though? No. He can be replaced. He can be replaced. I feel like he should have to compete. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like the ancient Greeks would have been into that. Like, they're not into replacements. It's like the old baseball games where it was just like, all right, guy, go out there and pitch nine innings. <laughs> You're done when the game's over. Random, random factoid. You know who the best pitcher was of the 1890s? Who went, who pitched, like, exclusive nine innings? Albert Spalding. You uh, know what? Spalding uh, Ball? He's founded Spalding Sporting Goods. Spalding Sporting Goods, say that ten times fast, with his brother. And uh, that's the Spalding Sporting Goods that still exists today. You learn something new every day. Really random facts. 1890s baseball, my specialty. <laughs> really, we should do we should do a third segment on it at some point. Chris Vondera. Su- super niche. Super niche. I mean, more, how could we get more niche than this podcast? So That's true. Well, so, I don't know. people like bagels. You want to hear uh, about my schmuck of the week? I do want to hear about your schmuck of the week. Also Olympics-based. Uh, the city of Rio. <laughs> or just the country of Brazil, for the most part. Pretty... Uh, Pretty schmucky right now. Not looking great. No, not looking great. I don't know if you know what happened last night. There was a stray bullet went through a media tent. Luckily, oh. didn't kill anyone. Uh, here was the excuse the Rio police gave. Oh, uh, that was just from a slum neighborhood nearby. They were shooting at a police blimp that provides surveillance. They do that all the time. All the time. Apparently, the police blimp was follow- was going really low. If that... <laughs> <laughs> the trajectory of that makes no sense. But they've had uh-huh. tons of problems. It's been a huge, a huge issue. A couple people were robbed at Knife Point. A couple of athletes. There were two people killed outside of venues. Yep. I'm really happy I'm not there. There's someone from my high school graduating class that's there. Clay- d- Clayton Atchison. I've seen pictures on Facebook. He looks like he's having a great time. I mean, I'm super, sure- super nice guy. I mean, I think if you're there, you have fu- you like you have a lot of fun. Yeah, he looks like he's having a blast. But you just have to be. You have to travel and. Pairs, yeah. Right? You have to trap. Uh, yeah. I'm, I don't even really know if that helps. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Straight bullets, knives, it doesn't. What do you think of the Little Prince? Well, you want to give a little background? Um, or I, so, it's a Netflix movie. It's a Netflix the, original. It's based on a children's book. 1943 children's book. A pretty famous one. And I think there have been a few attempts at... Uh, um, Antoine de Saint-Experies. There... The Little Prince is what it's based off from 1943. I think there have been a few attempts at make, turning it into a movie, a fr- some French attempts, some American attempts, and this is the first one that's really kind of landed as a as a bit of a home run. It's uh, good. In terms of re- critical reviews, it's been very criti- well-received critically. Um, it has a pretty all-star cast. It's good. Um, Who's in the cast? You want to just run? Well, the, the, the main character is voiced by Mackenzie Foy, who you would recognize mostly from Interstellar. She, right. p- she played Murph in Interstellar. Uh, Rachel McAdams, I believe, is the voice of the mom. Jeff Bridges is the voice of the aviator. <laughs> You've got Ricky Gervais in there, Albert Brooks in there. So it's really, really solid cast. Um, who else is in it? And the photography of it was really cool. The cinematography. Cool. What do you, as someone that knows way more about movies than I do, what do you call animated? Is it still cinematography? Well, a lot it of it was, is stop motion. 
Right. But it's uh, I'd call it more. I'd say it's more art direction than it is cinematography. Okay. Um, it really gorgeous. Really, the it's beautiful. It was a beautiful movie. Um, and it's about this girl. Do, do you want me to? Yeah, like you know, I'd, lo- I'd love the synopsis. Don't don't spoil anything. It's about but. this little girl that lives in a pretty like traditional suburbia where kind of everything is the same every day, and her mom has created this ex- very exact life plan for her down to like a real a physical manifestation of it where sure. it's a like a checklist of everything she's supposed to do every day for the rest of her life. She it, it's truly because she just cares about her daughter. It's not because right. she's a I mean, she is insane, but it, it's it's because she cares. Um, and she doesn't want anything to go poorly for her daughter, but her daughter being a child wants more and becomes friends with the kind of kooky next door neighbor who is the aviator voiced by Jeff Bridges. Right. He begins to tell her her this her the story of the little prince and she becomes infatuated with it. Did you think the direct? Were you surprised by the director, by who they chose to direct this? Did you? I mean, it's just like because I looked at new Mark Osborne, who he's. And I thought he did a great job, but you know his past credits are like Kung Fu Panda, and kind of like the SpongeBob. First off, have you seen Kung Fu Panda? Yeah, it's enjoyable. Kung Fu Panda is a good movie. The, very different though from this. Sure, but it's also a, it's a, it's still a good movie, and it's also directing an A-list cast. Of voice actors, which is, I think, a pretty important thing, a pretty important skill to have under your belt in a movie like this. Um, I thought that the movie was a little too long. Yeah. But otherwise, it was. Is that a problem that Netflix has? Because, like, it's like, is it like almost like a there's not as much oversight? No, it's not that there's not as much oversight. I just. I think that it's a problem in mo- movies in general, not just with Netflix. I think that they're too. They don't have enough. They're not long. edited down. I think I've. I think I've kind of maintained for a little bit now that I think movies should either be like ninety to hundred minutes or three and a half hours of an intermission. It should be <laughs> one Tarantino or the other. Style. I, I think there's. I, don't, I think a two-hour and twenty-minute movie is usually. Thank you to Bill. Bill's leaving. Bill is leaving. He gave He's us rocking a St. Mark's bookshop. Book uh, bag, which is I mean, if you if you haven't been to the St. Mark's Bookshop, it's an incredible place. Well, he's a professor. No, I know it's just that I happen to think they deserve a shout out. Um, yeah, well, that, I mean, that's but that's like the problem with so much content being created. Everyone like I feel like there's not as much oversight. What was just said? Um, I don't know if you noticed that was one of the main characters in The Good Wife that huh. just came in and had a bagel. Cool. I can't remember his name. He's a pretty famous actor though. Bagel, good. Well, now he's bagel. He was, bagel guy. That, wait, we're talking about the guy who was wearing a baby on his chest. Yeah, he's a very, very famous actor. Actors are just like us. Yeah, as we were reviewing a movie, uh, and and just ripping on how long it is because <laughs> we know he's everything on, about the world. He probably agrees. He's on broadcast TV. He's <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Someone at this table may or not work for broadcast TV. Let's pump the bra- <laughs> let's pump the brakes a little a little bit. Um, I want. I'm interested to hear more about what you thought of the movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I, what what, I found really interesting out of it about it is the bigger picture, which is like, there's so many movies now. I feel like, either animated or otherwise, that are being made that are so that have been, you know, people have attempted to make them multiple times. What what's the the blacklist or whatever the famous list is in Hollywood of all the films uh, that can't be made? I don't know. The the blacklist is just an annual list of scripts that come out that are right. really good. No, but that. Can't, it can't be made. I don't know. What, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Anyway. Yeah. Um. It's like it's. I'm curious. Like animation wise, if we're, 
because we're clearly hitting like a golden age. There's so many, and we have been in it for a little while, but it's interesting to me, the concept of it, it's in both French and English. Yeah. Um, with different actors, and it, it it's like something about it being on Netflix makes it seem like bigger than just something I would see at AMC. I well, don't know why. It's what, what do you mean by bigger? Like more wide-reaching is see, what I mean I by bigger. As a I get the I think it might be, but I get the opposite feeling. Like I, I I get the feeling that when I see a movie like this, that there are so many good movies out there that I'm not watching, that are just on various platforms. And I don't. I feel that way about. There's like, so much. Good I don't. Content I think now. that I bet. I bet you that if you went on the street and said, asked a lot of people, "Have you seen The Little Prince yet?" They'd say, "What are you talking about?" Right. And it was it's a movie with a like eight A-list actors that came out on on Friday. And I don't think a lot of people have really heard of it. And I think that that's a little bit of telling of, you know, just how many uh, good things there are to watch right now, which is nice if you like to watch things. What, um, what, what do you, what number would you give this? What, where would you give this rating was? I'd give it like a seven and a half, eight. That was around seven. I think it's totally worth a watch. Definitely. Definitely. Totally I don't know if it's watch. worth getting Netflix for. What do you mean? Like if oh, you don't oh, have Netflix, I, I don't know. Right, right. I agree with that. I would agree with that statement. I don't know. But if I do worth think if you have Netflix, it's worth a watch for sure. If you have two hours on a on a Saturday or Sunday, it's a I think a good a good it's date movie. This a good is movie to in watch my opinion kids. the only other movie I've ever watched on Netflix was Beasts of the No Nation. Of no Na- oh, you mean Netflix original? Yes. I see Netflix original movie. Yeah. Right. The only sorry original that I could that I right, went right, specifically right, right. to Netflix to watch. I hated that, so I haven't seen it yet. Still, uh, Idris Elba is amazing, but it's just mad depressing. Well, gotcha. we talked about it. we talked. About it. We did. We did. Uh, we did. Yeah, I give it a seven. All right, all right. You want to go to break? Let's go to break. Let's eat this uh, crumb cake. Yeah, when we come back, we'll get this. We'll eat this crumb cake. Talk a little bit about infectious diseases and how we're fighting them. Yeah, for sure. Ramp it up to ninety. This is Shmir's the deal. I live in New York City. It's a great place. Uh, and I was coming home the other night. I want to tell you about this. I was coming home, and in front of my building, on the street, I saw a wheelchair knocked over on its side with no one in it. That is such a bad thing to see. Something happened there. You hope it was a miracle. But probably not. Probably something worse than a miracle. Welcome back to Schmears the Deal. <laughs> I'm Nick Feynman, here with Jake Seawalk. I'm grinning, grinning like a... We're eating, we're eating some uh, plain crumb cake. Why don't you go with chocolate crumb cake? Too much. Plain crumb cake is good enough as is. Why do I need to add chocolate to it? I don't know, a little, little extra zhuzh? I don't even, that's not a word. I know it's not a word. Um, it is so good. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is this the best dessert we've had? It might be. Uh, a black and white cookie goes a long way. Um, so it turns out the actor was uh, none other than Emmy Award winning Josh Charles. <laughs> I think he's Emmy Award winning. You know what can't, I, just I, can't, I can't be sure. What did you just learn? I just learned that even Emmy Award winning actors look dumb with babies on their chest. Oh. That's what I Dude, come on. He was wearing a pretty stylish papoose. Is that what that thing's called? Yeah, it's called a papoose. No, you're making that up. I would Google it, dude. It's no, I refuse a papoose. to Google that. You're making that up. No, it's called a papoose. It's what you put on your stomach to hold a baby. Okay, first of all, how do you know that? It's a pr- same way I know what a backpack is <laughs> called. I just learned it. What? <laughs> how do you know words? <laughs> J- 
generally from usage, I've never had a need for a papoose. I don't know what to is tell that you. Actually, that is actually the word for it. It's called amazing. a papoose. That's amazing. Um, so Josh Charles was in here with a baby and a papoose on his stomach. <laughs> like a kangaroo. Like a kangaroo. That's um, amazing. So it was good to see him. We'll probably tag him on Instagram and he'll get annoyed by it. So I apolog- <laughs> apologies in advance to Josh Charles. <laughs> I mean, um, all right, let's pivot. Let's get out of this. Let's pivot to get, something get, way get, more get, serious. Get me out of here, Nick. All right, let's talk, let's talk modern, modern approaches to infectious diseases. Boom. If that's not a draw, I don't know what is at this show. <laughs> so this here's is one of, This is one, one of our funnier topics. Well, here's the, reason why, here's the reason why I propose this. I've been working on Zika stories for the past while, and I think it's really cool the way they're approaching it. So Zika, obviously, is a very big problem in the United States right now. Infectious disease infects one in five people based in warmer climates because it's spread by the 80s Egypti mosquito. So it started in Africa. Oh, very specific. Egypti mosquitoes. Well, but they have problems stopping it. And right. so, for example, in Florida, they're doing all the spraying of insecticide that's not working. So they're, they're literally dropping questionably safe insecticide on towns now because, right. you know, of what it does to... It causes birth defects, basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the approaches is releasing genetically modified mosquitoes into the environment. Uh, it's starting in a town called California, in California, um, called it's Clovis, California. They're Clovis. releasing four hundred thousand genetically so modified mosquitoes. I know. No, they're not doing like a test run of no, no, 20. no. They're doing no, no, no. They're it's like in twenty thousand bunches. Four hundred k. By the mosquitoes? way, the line is growing here. The line has it's gone nice. to the door. People are blocking the breeze from the doorway, but that's a whole other. They're, and guess guess what? <laughs> I can still feel a breeze. <laughs> I wonder why. Maybe it's that AC vent. <laughs> Um, be Jordan. So here's what I've... Well, what, what I was going to say, though, yeah, is... Sorry. So the way it works is they're genetically modified, so if they mate with... the fe- It's only males. If they mate with the female mosquitoes, they can't give birth, basically. And so... But this isn't like... Sa- like This is like one of the first tests that's ever been sanctioned by the FDA because it's great. I mean, it's like... It's literally it's playing... Insane. It's playing God with society. And so the question is, how do you know... Like, how much can you mess with it without being like, okay, this is probably going to cause problems down the road at, at some point? Well, so here is what kind of what my, where my, my reading took me in a slightly different direction, which was that infectious disease and um, for some reason I'm like totally blanking on the word for what a disease is that spreads globally. Pandemic. Pandemic or epidemic. They ac- they occur is glo- globally. right papoose so they papoose ex- <laughs> <laughs> they exist to as nature's way of population control that's es- that's essentially what they are they're they're nature's population control well, that's super depressing super depressing super super depressing what were you reading don't get me wrong read a lot of articles and what we're essentially doing <laughs> that was very Donald Trumpian just believe me just believe <laughs> me <laughs> just, just, I'm not ble- saying that I've read that multiple get to believe me. Um, I can't remember. I can't tell you all the news articles I read. I c- Continue. Continue. I, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't challenging your source. All right. Um, we're, we're essentially, like, thwarting nature's, like, rebellion against us. And so, right, that's what it... And so it's an interesting thing where we're using... Where we're kind of... It's hard to say whether it's hard to know whether or not we're truly doing something really great right now, 
that might result in something worse later. Right. Um, hard to say. Probably not. Well, but um, here's the th- I just feel like if you mess with like nature that much, like literally, you're just something's bound to happen. Something like you don't know is going to happen. It's going to happen at right. some step down the line. It might not be one or two. It's going to be like in a hundred years. So like, like it's good. Like. It's going to be like, oh, when Donald Trump was president, like, we released all these right. mosquitoes and, like, the A, B, and C, and now we have dinosaurs again. It's funny. I, what I've also been reading, what was reading, was that these we're using technology not necessarily to defeat these diseases, but to, but to essentially make them so that they're non-lethal or right. non-deadly. So what happens is these charts... I told you it was an interesting subject. It is an interesting subject. It was more it's interesting... Just not, it's just not sexy. When you told me level. about it, exactly. You t- I told me about it, I was pretty unexcited about it, and then I did some reading. It's more interesting than you think. And what, the people that are dealing with this stuff are really creative. Yeah. Really and so what ends up happening is you see these charts where the disease goes up and up and up. And it keeps going up. But as the disease goes, the, the frequency at which the disease increases, essentially the death rate will go up and then plateau. Right. Because technology just... Well, we're able also, to... Essentially able to catch systems, things. And also immune systems. Immune systems. And then... Uh, t- we're using tech to essentially catch things at a significantly and, earlier and stage. And vaccinate and do other... Right. And so we're we're not really using it to say eliminate disease, but we're using it to turn them into non-deadly disease, which I think is a pr- I think interesting. That's, and it, you're not. It's an interesting way of looking at it because I think that a lot of times we look at the framework like I don't know hardly anything about medicine, right? Or it turns out English because I don't think that was really a syntactically <laughs> correct <laughs> sentence, <laughs> um, but. The way I, you would kind of assume it would be would be that we're just using tech to kind of beat disease, and then and no, that's it. It's, and you'd think it's that black and white, and it's really not that black and white. We're using it we're for like, like all sorts of inc- intricacies, yeah. But and the, I, I mean, think the that's question cool. is, well, I mean, the problem is, is when you get to something like antibiotic resistance, where we're overusing some too much of a good, little bit of a different topic, but you're overusing too much of a good thing in order to mitigate these big, right, like plague-like situations. By the way, bubonic plague. Shout out to the New York City subway. It was found on there. Hell yeah! Like recently, <laughs> like in the last year. Um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting. What's interesting also is the way something like global warming is changing the scope of diseases in the world, because things that could never be problematic, like for example Zika, this far north, are like are essentially are problematic. Problematic. Uh, and it's not quite there where it's creating huge issues, but it will hit a point where it will, and by that time, some technology will probably mitigate it in some way. But that's the hope. Do you think that there will? Do you think we'll see a cure for cancer in our lifetime? This is this is kind of where I ended <laughs> up coming back to. Is well, I, can't, I, can't I was wondering if we were going to come here, even though although it's a little bit of a different, it's a lot of bit of a different, a lot, lot of bit of different than what we were talking. It's I'd say similar, but, but it's different. tangential. Um. Sort of. I mean, I think it's sort of just what we were talking about. I don't think there will be a cure, but I think there will be a way to mitigate it more than you can now. I agree. And I think a lot of that, we're looking into the weaponization of your own immune system against cancer, stuff like that, um, which is how Jimmy Carter's still alive. That uh, I've spilled coffee on my white shirt. It's okay. If you had had the iced coffee, by the way, you would have been drinking through a straw. It would have been fine. Same. I don't need to drink through straws. So, Jake, I bought Jake a nice coffee before he got here. He immediately went to the front and bought a hot <laughs> coffee. Like, immediately. I got to start my day with a hot coffee, man. Ridiculous. 
completely the, ridiculous. The cold one will go in the fridge at work, and I'll drink it at like one o'clock when but it's hot. Anyway, back to unfortunately, I I think from and like my reading on it is that there is no like, I know they're going from moonshot, but there's no the Obama administration specifically and Vice President Biden and all that stuff, but there's no like, like straight cure for right. or you know vaccination to prevent her. Maybe there will be, hopefully. But hopefully, it's pretty interesting stuff. What do you think? Whether or not we'll see a cure? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it just doesn't seem like things are that black and white. Like right. You were, like you were saying. I don't know. I think that a lot of people that I... Or by a lot, I mean the, the few people I know that are in the medical realm, they all seem to think yes. Which is Which is interesting to me. Because that, I think they know probably <laughs> a lot better than yeah, I do. Or, or um, than I do. So I think that... That leads me to believe yes. I, it's kind of one of those things where I'll like I'll see it where I, when I believe it. I like that because that is optimistic enough to the point where hopefully it could work. Right. So that's my thought. Cool. I think it's a super interesting thing. I think everyone should look into it. But how we're using tech to beat yeah, it's um, disease. I mean, every and there's a lot of there are a lot of moral questions when it comes to it. A lot of them, from everything from genetically modifying animals things. to things or people. Would you ever genetically modify yourself? <laughs> Honestly, only if I could dunk. <laughs> That's the only reason I would do it. That's like the most selfish just thing in the world. Dunk? Yeah. So I could, because you know, like there are so many cooler things you could do other than dunk. You're so wrong. As like, uh, <laughs> as you know, a chunky Jewish dude growing up, my jumping ability is so low. It's insane. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much would you say you were envious of Lil Bow Wow in the motion picture like Mike? Uh, I saw it four times, so I think that's your answer. <laughs> like in theaters. Saw it right. four times in theaters. <laughs> so, and, you know, I put on random shoes every once in a while just to see if I will If you can just jump higher <laughs> in them. Random Jordans you find lying amidst the sidewalk. Uh, fun fact, no. No. I, I, none have worked. I haven't dunked yet. Haven't dunked yet. But I would genetically modify myself to dunk. What about you? I see. Um, I wouldn't. At all? Or to just a dunk? <laughs> just a dunk. <laughs> just a dunk. Uh, no other, there no, there's no other reason. No, so uh, actually you wouldn't at all? I don't really know what it entails, it to, do it, really know what it entails to be completely honest with you. I don't know what the, the downside is. There's no downside, then sure. Yeah, I mean, the downside is like every once in a while, like you lose complete control of your body. And like, no, that's yeah. a huge downside. <laughs> I mean, not if you're schooling kids on the playground. On the playground. <laughs> so, all right, you want to go to the final test? I guess. We got, yeah, we can't dunk over some kids right now. Yeah, okay. We'll here save it is. that for later. Here it is, the final test. All right, Jake, who are you final toasting? Well, since the next time we record an episode, the Olympics will most likely be over, I am final toasting Michael Phelps. Oh, that was mine. Well, you could find a new one. That's tough. Um, all right. No, why though? Well, I mean, you got to provide some stats. He's had the most prolific athletic. You could make the argument that he's had twenty-three the most medals, fifteen he's goals. Had the most See, prolific I, I had no, no, more, I had more stats That was ready. his nineteenth gold last night. Sorry, nineteenth gold, twenty-three um, medals. Yeah, he is the most prolific Olympian of all time by a pretty healthy amount, or at least will be by the time he's done. He's looks to be in peak. Close to peak form at the age of 31. Um, Do you notice those weird a, marks on a, his shoulders? No. He has, like, bruises. The USA Olympic team is obsessed with this thing. It's like you put suction cups on yourself, and it, it 
sucks. I do the same thing. It sucks like your skin upwards and increases blood flow. Weird. But it gives you these like these like giant bruises because it's really strange. Super weird. Yeah. Um. And they they all do it now. It's really like if what? you you'll see it. Like look for it. And look at like the shoulders of these athletes. They have huh. like weird markings. And he posted a great time in the in the four hundred uh, four by one hundred. Uh, insane. He's so old. Freestyle. Yeah. Posted a great time. He looked great. So I'm final toasting Michael Phelps. How about you? I mean that's you gotta come up with one on the fly. It's uh, tough. Uh. All right, I'm gonna photo, I'm gonna final toast the uh, Irish boxer who took a selfie with uh, Caroline oh, Wozniacki to mess with Rory McIlroy for not showing up, <laughs> not showing up at the Olympics. Nice. Boom. Boom. Or and the Williams sisters for losing their first match. Yeah. Go watch the Olympics, people. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's good. It's enjoyable. I wonder when the equestrian is on. Dressage. <laughs> Dressage. Dressage. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Well. I mean, on that, I, on that I think, crazy I think we note, need to, I think we need to exit. We should probably leave. Check out, check out all of our stuff: Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud. Mr. Charles, by the way, I hope you listened. I want to. I just want to follow up on a point. We said we we're going to start a Snapchat, and then Instagram oh. started a Snapchat Snap feature, so we're no or more Snapchat. Insta stories. I think we could still start a Snapchat. I think that the Insta memories will. We could have final toasted Insta memories. Because I think that is a I fad that know, will come man. and go. Doug Gleisher is the only person I know that posts Insta stories. I mean, if that, I mean, his financial future is safe. So his financial future is safe. That's good. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. <laughs> I'm Nick Feynman. I'm Jake Seawalk. <laughs> like we always say, we'll do better next time. And stay toasty out there. This week's Schmears the Deal is brought to you by Bagel Bob's in the Greenwich Village and was produced by Nick Feynman and Jake Seawalk in association with Team Panther Productions. Special thanks this week to Kevin Hart and John Mullaney. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes. For more information, please visit schmearsthedeal.com.